When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One man who's doing that now is my tenuous link to a segue. Uh, he's on the line from Red Hill. He is inside the Broncos' inner sanctum. It is one of the Corys, Corey Jensen. Good, good afternoon. Oh, no, good morning, mate. How are you? Good mate. How are you? Very well. I've just you? I've just put you in the same category as Brad Thorne. So <laughs> I don't think I'm in that high regard there, so, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, wearing one of the jerseys that he did in the front row, mate. I reckon you are one of the unsung heroes of this Broncos pack. Um, your leg drive, your go forward, uh, your never say die mentality. It's been one of the big driving forces of the Broncos' success this year. Well, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. I just try and play my role within the team and. Like you said, we've got a pretty decent forward pack here, and the way uh, as much as I can contribute, I try to do that. So thanks for that. Well, but that's the thing. Everyone is everyone is standing up and doing their job. I, I know the headline grabbers might be Payne Haas and might be Paddy Carrigan, but you know yourself. Even even we saw on the weekend with Kobe Hetherington coming back, he just tore in after spending uh, the early part of this year on, on on the sideline. And you need that, don't you? You need all seventeen to be playing well to be in the position that you're at. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, we've all sort of we know our role within the team, and like you said, Patty and Payne are such a big part of our squad, and we know individually us sort of I wouldn't say fringe players, but those guys sort of that don't get the limelight. We know what our job is within the team, and, and I think we're doing that well, and it's up to us to to keep doing that job well because, like you said, it, it takes seventeen to to be a successful side, and. We started the year off well, and it's up to us to maintain that. Now, I know you put your signature down on paper to stay at the Broncos until the end of 2025, and that was before we knew Kevy's future. So I guess that I guess that it shows where your mind is, but also where the, the club's mind is as far as stability, and you think you're on to a winner here at the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, I was really happy to stay here. I've... I've been welcomed in straight away from when the first time, sort of time I walked in the doors here at Broncos, and I can really see the potential and the the young group that they've got here, and how hard and hungry they are to work and and to be better. And it sort of um, grew a bit of life for me in terms of football, and it really really rejuvenated my career. And um, I'm loving it here, and I can really see something special going forward. Well, you've done something special already this year. Not only top of the ladder, but you've wiped out a clean sweep of all Queensland derbies. You are basically the the kings of Queensland. You've got the bragging rights. <laughs> I will take it. That's for sure. We sort of just take it as one game at a time. But like you said, all I think all three games this year that we played Queensland teams have sort of had sellout crowds too. So it's been great for Queensland and. Um, yeah, it's been a really good rivalry so far. Well, that that was the thing that the atmosphere at Rabina on Saturday night that that looked enormous. It was the first sellout that that had since well 2018, so the best part of five years. Yeah, no, you're right, and I don't. I've played there a few times. I don't think I've ever heard it or has seen it as packed or been as loud. Like it was, it was hard to hear anything on the sidelines. To be honest, they were uh, sorry out in the field there. It was, hmm. it was really loud on the sidelines, and um, yeah, it was great for the for the game. Well, I reckon your form's been outstanding. Uh, there is a bloke who's wearing the number one jersey for you guys as well, who who has been equally uh, as good. He he's equal leader on the Dalian votes alongside Payne Haas and, and Harry Grant. But 
Reese Walsh has actually given them all a head start. He, he missed the first round. So the fact that he's up there on the Daly M votes is, is huge. How big is he for your team, just knowing that someone like that is on the field behind you? Yeah, it's massive. Like you said, he's had a great start to the year. And what I love about Walsh is one that he won't, he always wants to be better and he always wants to, to work hard and, and find ways where he can prove his game. And um, like you said, we see what he can do with, with the footy. He's, he's something special at the back there and he gives us a real big X factor. Um, he's a live wire and he, he knows he's what areas there defensively that he wants to get better at. That's what I love about him is he's always working with Darius and, and the other coaching staff here to, to be better in those areas. And he, the sky's the limit for him, so I'm really excited to see what he can do going forward. Corey Jensen, my guest this Tuesday morning. We're 14 away from midday. Corey, what about your namesake, the other Corey, who's almost like another <laughs> forward when he's on the field? Corey Oates, he's back from the, the broken jaw. How How's he How's he looking for a start? Because I'm tipping not being able to eat solids for a month is not going to do your, your weight uh, any good as in keeping it on no he's been i think he's been pretty lucky like he was i was talking to him not long after he actually did the jaw and he said he was able to to eat pasture and those sort of so, like those soft carbs and potato and stuff so i think he's been all right with his weight and um like he said he's chirping up the bit to to get going and he's one of those ones that you can't stop talking around the place so knowing that he's almost close to being coming back he's a bit chirpy and uh like he said he's another forward out there so it'd be great to have him back on the field and he does a tough yards for our team, and um, yeah, he gets us uh, sets going forward. So it'd be nice to have him back on the field. Yeah, and a nice reward for that after spending the best part of six weeks on the sideline. He comes straight back into playing in the top end, Darwin, where it's going to be just yeah. nice and hot, nice and hot and humid. Yeah, you're right there. Oh, um, you're out back in Darwin, and um, a yeah. A hot and humid place up there. I've had a few games up there before when I was at the Cows, and um, it's not a place that you like to play football. But hopefully, with um, being a Queensland side, we're a bit more accustomed to the heat than Parramatta, and um, we can sort of get over them at the back end of the game. Yeah, well, you're going a couple of days early. Like you're doing your captain's run in Darwin, is it? Is there method behind that? Is is it about acclimatising, or is it more about waving the rugby league flag in the in the top end? Oh, probably a bit of both. Um, I think with being a Queensland side, we might have a bit of followers up there, and the Northern Territory, but it's also to get there a little bit early and just see what we're going to be up against come Friday night. Um, I've no doubt the Paramount will be doing the same thing. And it's a long flight. I think it's a four-hour flight from Brizzy. So to go the day of, or like the, the sort of the day off kind of thing and get down there and get a bit accustomed to the weather and what we're going to face would be ideal for us. So I think that's the whole reason behind it. Do you partake in any of the local attractions? We always see when a sport heads to Darwin, one of the obligatory things you need to do is go to the Crocosseum I think that's what it's called up there, isn't it? Is that the crocodiles? Is well, that, I think, yeah, yeah I think they, um, one of the boys actually looked up and it's called the Cage of Death or something. You get to go swimming with crocodiles or something like that. They have it. You, you go down a little glass container and the crocs are in there. It's not something I'd do, to be honest. I don't know if fancy that, but I'm quite sure a few of the boys will go out and have a look at it. <laughs> I, I, was about to, I was about to say, what, have you got a fear of crocs? I mean, that's just the stupidest thing ever, isn't it? Uh, of course oh, you've got no, a fear no, of crocs. I don't think you have to feel crocs not to want to do that. But anyway, <laughs> their game. <laughs> uh, what about the fear of Parramatta? I know, they haven't, I know they're hard to get a gauge on this season, or at least for fans anyway, but what, what have you made of their form? Oh, I think their form's been pretty good. Um, like you said, they've they probably haven't got the wins on the board that they would have liked, but they've definitely versed a lot of top end teams um, at the start of this year. And I don't think there's been much in any of the games. I think they've only lost between zero to six points for most of those games. And 
you see what they've done on the weekend against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are a lot better side this year than what they were last year. Um, I think they're hitting form at the right time. And um, their, their forward packs, their, their strength's there, and they get a lot of go forward through the middle there. And all three of the, the, the starters there are world-class players. So I think we have to be on our toes and ready to go from the get-go. Corey, that's a, it's a really good point because for most people listening, tipping the NRL this year has just been an absolute nightmare because it, it, it's so unpredictable. Anyone can win on a given day. That's what we've seen. That's why we've seen the ladder so tight. From a player's point of view, how, how does that change your mentality? Because I'm sure there'd be some games you just tick off and go, yeah, we, we that's two points. That's two points. But you can't afford uh, to do that this yeah, year. Yeah, no, you? you can't. Like you said, it's um, yeah, the competition is tight as ever. And I, like I think you've seen that games where you think you might be able to tip a winner, you clearly can't because whoever turns up on the day. And um, we've seen now, look, Cowboys aren't having as, as great as they did last year, but they're still a form side. But they're one of the ones that are sort of down the bottom. And Paramount are very similar. Like mm. they're in the grand final last year, and um, yes, they haven't started the year, but the, the way that they probably want to have started, but. They're, they're a world-class side. And, and we know each game that we have to turn up and we have to be ready to go. Otherwise, anyone can beat anyone. Mate, one, one final one. Quick question with that notice. We heard Cam Smith this morning on on uh, on this station just, just talking about hip drop tackles and how he thinks that they've been over-policed and, and just if you were, went looking for it, you could probably blow 50 penalties in a match when it comes to, to hip drop. From, a again, a player's point of view, are you conscious of of that and, and what's happening as far as hip drop tackles? Because it just things can happen in a tackle so quickly. Or is it something you're so mindful of now that there that there are penalties being blown for it and sin binnings come off the back of it? Yeah, I think I think players are a bit more probably mindful or conscious of it now because of how much it's being policed and how much it actually is going on in the game at the moment. Um, like you said, sometimes you can't. Like nobody goes out there to try and make hip drop tackle, but sometimes a tackle just falls wrong, and you're in a position where it, it happens. I know no player wants to do that or tries to do that, mm. but I definitely think players are going into tackles knowing that oh, if they get in a vulnerable position to be a bit more cautious of doing that or uh, maybe not going through fully with the tackle because of the repercussions of the hip drop tackle. I think, like you said, they're policing a lot harder now, and the um the ramifications for the player that does it is is a bit severe at the moment. So. Which I think is a good thing. You don't want to put any player in a dangerous position, but I do think that yeah, sometimes in a tackling situation, it's hard for players to get out of certain situations, and it's just one of those things. I guess you have to be mindful of. Overzealous, do you think? Do you think they're cracking down too hard on something that it can be a little bit inconsistent? Oh, it's a hard one. Like you said, it's kind of a grey area there where like you might look at some tackles and go, "Oh, that's hip drop." It doesn't get penalised. Other yeah. ones that you think might be a bit hard done by, but. I think it all depends on yeah the the player obviously that if it, if it falls down wrong and he gets put in sort of a hard um, position or situation there where an injury could occur then the referee has to look at it that way and, and see what happens but I I guess players are a lot more vigilant now because of the the repercussions you can get from the tackle mate it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you this morning good luck in Croc Country uh, in Darwin against the uh, Eels as well you've got them all coming at you now uh, being the uh, being the hunted as well uh, Corey Jensen thank you good luck. No, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. Corey Jensen from the Broncos, Red Hill. It's a lot of big talking points. He's open about it too. Great to get a player's insight on that from the Inner Sanctum. We're coming up to seven away from midday.